0: bless in every aspect of his life. Next, inshallah, we call forward the Imam Mufti Ibrahim Bakas. He will be delivering a discourse on being a model Muslim in the modern world. Being a modern, a, a model Muslim in the modern world, inshallah. And also, just a reminder, the quiz will be after Mufti Sab's discourse, so I hope you paid attention so far. We've got simple, easy questions that I'm sure, inshallah, we all will know the answers to. I need this. Sminda Rahman Rahim Alhamdulillah Ya Rabbil Alameen Wasala Salawala Sayyidina Mursaen Sayyidina Muhammad Wada Adihi Wa Sahvihi Ajimae. I know it's been a long day for all of you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept. I see many of you in the audience who joined us over the weekend as well. So you guys fully recovered it seems that way. MashaAllah from the hiking. How's the legs? Good, Masha'Allah. Our brother here did a 4.5K trail run, nonstop. I tried to catch up with him, but SubhanAllah. May Allah increase your enthusiasm. You here, actually, I see you also here. May Allah Subhanahu wa taala increase you guys in enthusiasm, Masha'Allah. The weekend, you're in the mountains, and today you spend the day in the mischief. Really encouraging to see you here. The entire day, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Much was said already since early this morning, and I'll keep it short. My topic, as Mawlana Ahmed Akku um, mentioned, is how to be a model Muslim in the modern world. Now, the modern world, certainly, undeniably, modernity provided us with certain advantages, provided us with certain prospects, certain opportunities that the people of the past did not have. Any advantage comes to mind? Any prospect that we enjoy as a product of modernity that people in the past did not enjoy? Anyone? Air conditioning. (laughs) Somebody is enjoying the air conditioning. I think before the air conditioning, said, alhamdulillah, we got the generator. Right? Because you know generator, you thought of the generator. Alhamdulillah. Anything else comes to your mind? Wi-Fi. <laughs> I like how you guys think. By the way, we didn't have Wi-Fi in the mountains this weekend. It gave us so much more opportunity to interact with one another, which was great. Alhamdulillah. Organization. Globalization. Globalization has its advantages certainly has its disadvantages as well. So, modernity, undeniably, has provided us with these advantages, prospects. People of the past did not have that. Modernity has also robbed us of certain characteristics, right? has robbed us of certain qualities that the people of the past had enjoyed. And you see that today, in the way people live. Even though they have all the amenities and all the benefits the modern world has to offer, despite being consumed and overtaken by modernity, we still find that they they lack direction. And they lack a sense of responsibility, a sense of purpose, And that's what modernity has robbed us of. Purpose, real purpose of life, direction. It has robbed us of the opportunity to shape a, a, a direction for ourselves in this temporary abode. Islam is our only hope. Islam is that way of life, that system that provides us with the values, provides us with the opportunities, provides us with the direction. Not only us, but the entire world. It provides us with what we need and what the world desperately seeks out there. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He speaks about the, the, the pacific decadence of the Arabs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes it in the Qur'an وَكُنْتُمْ عَلَى شَفَاعِ حُفْرَةٍ مِّنَ النَّارِ Allah describes the decadence, spiritual, moral, decadence of the Arabs as being on the cliff of Halfaya فَأَنْقَذَكُمْ مِّنْهَا Allah says, I saved you, I saved you You reached that point of degeneration That low, low point Spiritually, theologically, economically, morally Allah says, Allah saved you And that very system which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allowed Rasulullah Wasallam to introduce to the world Through which he saved people from that low, pathetic state Was the system of Islam And that's what you and I have But Islam needs ambassadors Islam needs role models when we look at Islam, Southeast, Asia, and so on and so forth, do you guys know how Islam spread in those countries? Indonesia, for example. How did Islam spread in Indonesia? Hey? The trade merchants, they were ambassadors of Islam, they were role models, And people saw in them what no other system offered to the world, and what they were desperately looking for. So they were the role models. Those Muslim tradesmen and those merchants—they were the ambassadors of Islam. Now you might think that it sounds great, it sounds all nice, but it's right up there, and I'm I'm like right down here. How am I going to make a difference? How are people going to take me or see me, consider me as a role model? How can I compare myself to those who are responsible? for the spread of Islam in those regions and in those countries. Think on a micro level. There are people with whom you interact with, right? Your school friends, your colleagues, your your, your uh, friends at campus, or wherever it may be, your relatives, your circle of friends. And work on a micro level. How can I, how can I influence their behavior. How can I influence the way they think? How can I influence them spiritually? Do you feel, do you feel anyone sitting here this afternoon, do you feel you can assume that position of a role model amongst your friends? Hey, are you confident? Do you feel that you have influenced today a, 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 a role model is more commonly known as an influencer, right? We are all perhaps more familiar with this term, influencer. We hear this term being used on social media and so on and so forth. That's what a role model is. A role model is one who influences change. If you can influence change, you are a role model. Do you feel you are a role model or do you feel you have influenced change in some way? Anyone? Who do you consider as your role model? Who influences change or has influenced change in your life, whether it was spiritually, morally, economically, financially, who made a difference? In your life? Anyone? Do you have a role model? Do you guys have role models? Or you guys are role models? Huh? You guys are the influences. Anyone, any role model comes to mind. Who are you inspired by? Who inspires you? Who influences you? There must be somebody that comes to mind. You influence yourself. No. Andrew Tate. (laughs) By the way, what's his his Muslim name now? Abu Andrew. Abu Andrew. Why does he inspire you? Let me ask you the question. And I've heard this from youth. Um, They always speak about Andrew Tate and how they're inspired by Andrew Tate. And especially the young folk, the, the guys, right? Not the girls. I don't know, after his conversion to Islam, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him hidayah, may Allah open up his heart to Islam and allow Islam to settle deep within the recesses of his heart and use him as an ambassador for Islam and make him a true role model for the true seekers of, of uh, uh, happiness and contentment in dunya and akhirah What about Andrew Tate, do you like? He knows how to make money Okay but he's not making money through the best of ways. or oh, he wasn't, right? Okay, anyone else? Role model. Who? Laqad lakum uswatun The best example and role model you have in front of you, Rasulullah But I was just chatting with somebody over the weekend. And I asked him, who influenced you and who did you take as a role model? He said, undoubtedly the seerah, the Seerah is the most perfect system and it it teaches the best of principles and the best of values. But he says, I found the Seerah to be very, very, very lofty for me to consider as a standard when I was first influenced to change my life. So what did I do? He said, I I looked at the lives of the Sahaba. That was my point of departure. I started off from the lives of the Sahaba. And as I considered certain Sahaba, and they influenced me in different ways, I took it one step of at a time, right? And that brought me closer to the seerah. Subhanallah. That's that's so amazing. Because sometimes, look, undoubtedly, the seerah is where we want to be. But sometimes we find that it's just too high up for me to reach. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with what? With a letter, and that is in the form of the Sahaba, radiallahu ta'ala ajma'een. Now, for you and I, you gotta, you you gotta be confident, right? I think some of the previous speakers spoke about confidence when it comes to leadership. Not arrogance, not pride, not a sense of superiority, not a holier than thou approach, no. Confidence. You gotta believe that what you have is the best. You have genuine, genuine goal. You have not only what others don't have, you have what others need, what others are definitely in search of. You have Islam with you. And you are the ambassador of Islam. So it's the point of departure. Where do I start off as a role model, being the modern Muslim in the modern world? Where do I start off with? First, believe. That you have it in you to be a model, to be an influencer. You gotta be confident in that fact. Look at the sahaba, amazing. When they went to a to a foreign land, they simply said to the people they what? Look at our lives, look how we deal, look how we trade, look how we interact with others, look how we live our lives and become like us. That's what? Confidence. I'm confident. I'm not apologetic. I don't doubt. But I'm absolutely 100% confident and I believe in the fact that I have the best with me. I have with me what I can offer to the modern world. What the modern world and what modernity has deprived us of and robbed us of. I have that with me. Who knows how old was Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala when he passed away? Uh, sorry, not when he passed away, when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away. You know when you hear the name of Ibn Abbas and you hear of his interactions with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you think of this old grey-haired Sahabi radiallahu ta'ala who right? But how old was he when Rasulullah sallallahu passed away? Who, who knows? Ibn Abbas was 13 years old when Rasulullah passed away. That's how old he was. What are we speaking about? The The first aspect, the point of departure for you and me, is to develop the confidence that I have what the modern world desperately seeks. I have it with me. I'm the ambassador. There's no doubt in the genuineness of what I have with me, but I need to develop the confidence that it is what the world seeks, and undoubtedly it is what modernity has robbed us of. So Ibn Abbas, may Allah I was thirteen years old, and he once said to his friend, right? He said to him, "You know, why why don't we why don't we pursue some?" Um, uh, some Islamic studies well today we'll call it Islamic studies but why don't we go out there go to the more senior sahaba and learn from them and his friend said to him what did he say to him he said to him oh Ibn Abbas oh Ibn Abbas do you think you're going to reach a point do you think you're going to reach that stage in your life where people will gather around you and people will come and learn from you. You're just a kid. And he was just a kid, right? He was 13 years old, 13 or 14 years old. So his friend said, I'm... His friend was not confident. Ibn Abbas was. He was confident that I can influence change. I can be the influencer that people will be influenced by one day. So Ibn Abbas الله, put down and says, fataraktu that, I cut myself loose from this friend of mine. Because, and sometimes you need to do that, right? Sometimes you know that there is something you seek and you ask your buddy, you ask your friend to join you on that, which it is that you seek, whatever it is, to embark on that, which it is that you want to accomplish. But he scoffs at you and he doesn't believe in what you believe in, then very often you need to let go. You need to let go, right? Because you are confident in what it is that you want and this person has nothing to offer but negativity and pessimism and that's not going to help you. You need to be absolutely confident and believe in the fact that you can influence change and be the model in the modern world. So Ibn Abbas whom I was 13 year old, he says, I went to all the senior Sahaba and I started learning and I would sacrifice my time. That's confidence. And he says, the day came when I was seated in the masjid and there were hundreds of people attending my gathering, hundreds of them benefiting from me. That same friend of mine, he came to my gathering And he observed me. And then he said to me, he says, Wallahi, you are far, far, far more intelligent than me. He believed. He was confident in fact that I can influence change. I can be the influencer in the world in which I live. What has... We spoke about some of the advantages. We spoke about some of... um, the prospects that modernity has offered to the world, that we enjoy in the modern world. We said there are certain things that modernity has robbed us of. Anything comes to mind? What has modernity robbed us of? Deprived us of? Don't say Wi Fi. Uh. Direction. Somebody smile. How are you doing? How's the legs? Good. <laughs> now, direction. Number one. See, um, generally, when when people look for a role model, right? Your your search for a role model is provoked. Your search for a role model is motivated by what is lacking within you, right? So you identify. You identify generally. You identify your weakness. You identify that which is lacking within you or is absent. And then you identify a role model who will help you achieve and acquire that which is lacking within you. So, what is it that those living in the modern world do not have? They desperately need it. They may not realize they need it, but certainly there is a void within them that can only be filled through it. Number one is spirituality. Is spirituality. So, a modern Muslim in the modern world, your first area that you need to concentrate on and focus on, how can I assume the position of a modern in that particular area, is the area of spirituality wallahi across the board muslims and non muslims alike those who are overtaken by modernity there is this void within them that can only be filled through spiritual connection with allah and the creator you know even the uh, 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 successful billionaires who have been celebrated as the most successful um, entrepreneurs, and the most successful people in the modern world, such as, uh, earlier, Muhammad Suleiman Rawat Sab spoke about, what's this guy's name? Jobs. What's his first name? Steve Jobs. Then you have uh, Laurie Lawrence Brilliant, and you have this other guy uh, Friedland. Right, these guys are super billionaires. And in the modern world, they are celebrated as some of the most successful individuals in the world. But even they, at a the later stage in their lives, what did they do? They went out in search for spirituality. They chose the wrong path, they went down the wrong path. Right? Even all of them, they they treaded the path and they traversed the path of Buddhism and Eastern spirituality. But they too, With all the success, by worldly standards, of course, not by our standards and not by Quranic standards, with all that success, there was still a void within them that needed to be filled, and they realized that it could only be filled through spirituality. And you have that. So don't feel ashamed to express your spirituality, not with the intention of bragging or showing off, but being the modern, the modern in the modern world, and you'll be so surprised how people will respect you and look up to you for that. Before your exam paper, raise your hands. Raise your hands and make dua to Allah. Regardless of who is sitting around you, that moment of spirituality that you enjoy with Allah, that moment of spirituality triggers within the person who is watching you that spiritual craving. Look, the physical body has cravings, right? The physical body has cravings. Okay? How is that craving satisfied? Through food. Okay? And when you're really hungry and you're starving and there's food in front of you, what happens? It just goes to another level. Right? That hunger, that, that craving is escalated when there's exposure. Same thing with the emotional self, the emotional self has a craving And when when is the, the craving of the emotional self, when is it heightened, when is it escalated, when you see an expression of emotion So many of you guys, your friend gets married, you're not married, your friend gets married, marriage is not even on your mind But the moment you attend his nikah and his walima, what happens? Uh, because that, that emotional craving, right, was triggered by what? By a moment wherein you witnessed an expression of emotion. The same applies to the spiritual self. So every single human being, and that is the concept of fitrah. Fitrah alaiha. Right, there is this natural craving for spiritual nourishment. It exists within the body. But you as a Muslim, you have the opportunity to express it. So before you write your exam paper, you raise your hands and you make dua, that triggers what? That triggers and escalates within the person watching you, escalates within them the need to have the spiritual craving satisfied. It reminds me of a tweet, a very famous... uh, South African cricket player, one of the fastest bowlers that we see in uh, South African cricket. Anyone knows the name comes to mind? Huh? Rabada, no, not Rabada. Dale State. You guys remember a tweet about Dale State? Right? He said, he says one of the most calming moments that he experienced was watching Hashim Amla, reading the Qur'an, right? So that's spiritual moments when you fall in sujood, okay? You fall in sujood. Yes, there might be some who ignore you and who don't even pay much attention to you. There might be some who scoff at you and who, uh, who might even criticize you. But wallahi, there are many who look at you and who see you as a model in this modern world, because modernity has robbed them of that spirituality and the nourishment for the spiritual self. So there are other items that I thought we could cover this evening, but we don't have much time left and we wanted to dedicate some time to some interaction with you guys in whatever remains. But also there is the aspect of um, cultural values, Islamic cultural values Hang on to that. Hang on to the Islamic cultural values. That's a model in the modern world. And those overtaken by modernity, many of them now feel cultureless. I remember in 2007 when we were studying in Yemen. So we were in a certain institute, and you had many Westerners, non-Muslims, who also studied Arabic at the same institute. And there was this one guy in particular, his name was Tom, and he was from texas u s a and he he was if you look at him, he was more yemeni than yemenis i mean he, he he embraced the culture, he talked like them, he walked like them, he wore the clothes that they wore, he ate their food, he was Yemeni to the core he embraced that culture, and I remember the end of the year when he was traveling back to America so He obviously changed his clothes and he put on his jeans and his t-shirt. And you know what he said to us? He says, I feel like I no longer belong to any particular culture. I feel cultureless. So another thing that they crave for and that they look up to and they respect you for in this world of modernity because that is what modernity has robbed them of, is your cultural values. Hold on to it. It's gold that you have. Don't discard it. Don't cast it aside. You will stand out as a modern in this modern age and the world of modernity. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to inspire one and, one and all. Special thanks to Maulana Safwan Bavlaki and the Team Pro team for making this possible. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you all for attending. Wa akhiru Alhamdulillah.